Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. I'm Taj. And I'm uh, excited to get into this episode. Uh, so if you haven't listened to us before, um, we're a music podcast. We like music. We're fans of music. Um, I don't know if you'd want to see us up on stage, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. So what we do is we talk about um, our choice track based on a theme that somebody picks for each episode. In this episode, it's me. Um, so this is side A of the record where we go over my uh, themed choice track. Everybody picks a song that best fits that theme. And then after that, we flip it over to side B and talk about our favorite album that I picked. Everybody rips it apart. So uh, Taj <laughs> dropped it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm known sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> But uh, I don't really give a shit what you say. So. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I care what you say, as long as it coincides with what I want to say. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's how it is. Yeah, so if, uh, if y'all are ready, Taz, drop that needle on side A. Okay, so, um, yeah, I, music growing up um, in the 90s, that's kind of when I was growing up in high school and all that. Uh, that's where I, I, I think I've talked about this before so many times, like 90s genres, kind of like my favorite. Um, punk and rock is something that developed over time as a, as a favorite genre, like something that I liked. I was into a lot of stuff like, you know, like Pearl Jam of the Seattle uh, scene and, um, you know, just different things like that. And there's there's um, tons of bands in the 90s that have shaped my likeness for different types of music. But uh, one of the things that music in the 90s did for me and probably for a lot of other youths uh sort of like created this like um like a self-esteem like self-awareness and uh yeah i don't know um sort of like a anti-establishment or anarchist like feel <laughs> like you have like rage against the machine and bands like that that sort of like put these like narratives in kids minds that you can you can do what you want um don't let people tell you what to do or how to do it and you know you might you might turn out okay and it's, they were a little bit more extreme with like political views and things that are actually happening in the world outside of like high school and someone in the lunchroom calling you stupid or whatever. But um, anyway, so I, I had dealt with a lot of that stuff growing up, I think. And I think that, you know, a lot of people around me and my friends that I chose to be around also felt the same way. And so one of my uh, favorite bands that kind of like spreads that word um, would be uh, Green Day. And so what I felt best fit this narrative is their song, uh, Minorities. So, um, yeah. And, you know, just being a kid in the 90s and Green Day still going strong, still on tour now. They're kind of like, I don't know if they're like recreating themselves, um, but uh, yeah, so this is off the album Warning, and I believe it was 93. Uh, I gotta get the year for that, but yeah, the album Warning, Green Day, uh, Minority. What do you guys think? What do you, you know, what do you think of that, and how does it make you feel like 2000 with that? With that, uh, 2000? Oh, yeah, 2000. that was a 2000 album. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that was newer. Oh, okay. All right, right, right. Uh, Time just is irrelevant now. <laughs> it's so old. It's like I don't even know what the fuck year that was. Uh, time is a constant, yeah. right? Yeah. 
And they they just have so many albums too. Green Day is it's one of my favorite bands. I've seen them live over seven times. Uh, plan to see them again. Yeah, we got like some cool cool stuff from them, like a signed drum head and you know different shit like that. But I've you know seen them close up with this uh, Billy Joe's kid and the uh, crowd. His band opened for him at South by, and it was just nuts. You know stuff like that. So yeah, I like to follow them. Um, but uh, what do you what do you guys think of that? Like how. How does it, how does this song make you feel, or how would it make you guys feel back in the '90s if you even listened to Green Day? So uh, it, I like the song. I mean, the song's good. It's happy. It's go lucky. Um, I see where you say that matches the theme. I kind of feel like it's a little. It misses the target a little bit. But it, for here's the thing: like I listened to the whole album, and um, you know, it's it, this is the last track on the album. This is very much like the fun song. Like this is their their last track, and they want to you know uh, end the album with a fun song. And and it is a fun song. It, it is a fun song that does have a positive message. But sometimes that's why I kind of feel like um, it may be trying to be too fun to take the messaging seriously. The, the, the other part of it is um, that I feel like it's more like an outsider wanting to be part of the minority rather than an actual minority person <laughs> trying to be like, hey, I am a minority. And, and it's there in the lyrics, right? He says he wants to be part of the minority. Um, it The 90s was interesting because in my point of view, like the, uh, you know, 60s, 70s were about like we got to make society better, right? The 90s was about you got to make yourself better better uh but the 90s also had this kind of thing where everyone wanted to be the chosen one <laughs> and that's it kind of i want to be a minority is i want to be you know i want to be part of the smaller group i want i want to be the you know the, the the chosen one or part of the chosen one group you know uh it is kind of oh, like you know. the matrix <laughs> like can Reeves. No, I I would think it more Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but yeah. Like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see where you go with this. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. I mean, because that was kind of the the content, right? You, you want to be the the in crowd that knew what was really going on when nobody else had a clue, right? Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. So. No, I, I yeah, I can I can definitely see your your point there, and. Uh, I think, like in an interview, I was reading that. Uh, so Billy Joel Armstrong was really—he was trying to make it about um, being an individual and how you have to drift through the darkness to find where you belong. So it's like that's—that's mm. that's kind of what I got from it too. So that's that seems like it's right up the alley of like like late '90s, early 2000s, like the you know the punk, uh, sort of like I guess like the new punk rock right. scene. Where it's it's like poppy, like pop rock, but it's got other elements to it. And yeah. they just they just put on a really good live show. They're fucking smart. I agree with their them politically. Um, yeah, so that like that's why I can dig the music even more. Like, there's nothing bad about these guys that's going to come out in the tabloids and I'm be like, oh fuck, another heroes turned into a piece of shit. You know, <laughs> right? So, be careful yeah. what you ask for. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, okay. I don't want to jinx anybody. It, but the, <laughs> the, the music video was interesting too, because like it's them on a parade, and the, the rather than cheerleaders, they have goth chicks <laughs> leading the procession. Yeah, yeah, You're exactly. Like, <laughs> and then it had the interesting like '90s CGI graphics, which was it wasn't terrible, but you know you could tell it's '90s because it's them, it's it's hot air balloons or you well, know uh, yeah. parade balloons, and it's like. <laughs> 
maybe they use Windows 2000 or something. <laughs> exactly. Spice it up. I don't know. <laughs> Pay like 50000 to get that little Probably. minute and a half screen inside and you know, green screen right. and all that. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it, for um, sure there was no ray tracing. There's pre-ray tracing. You could tell. <laughs> correct. <laughs> oh, what do I feel about this song? Um, the message pretty much is straight to be fuck the world. You know, that's why everybody wants to scream. Um, I think to me, and this is just my point of view, I think this was a early version of trolling. Mm. Um, I, I took the message uh, pretty much to the T of what Billy Joel or was talking about, but I, I think there was a satirical view to it, right? So I, I really do believe that, you know, they were trying to, to say, hey, you know, you need to be your own person, but we're in a society where it's very hard to do. So if you don't have the goals to do it, you know, you want to be like everybody else, but at the same time, you don't. And I think this is their way of trolling people, those who just took it for face value versus those who were able to look between the lines and see, you know, there is you no know, light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to go through all the dark shit to get there. Mm. This this is their way of trolling them. So it's like if you were part of the majority and you love this song, you didn't realize that we were talking, we weren't talking about you. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about the people that you talk about and make feel bad. And, you know, they need to stand on their own two feet and grow some balls and do what they want to do. So that's where I took from it. But I've always loved Green Day. Um, I've always loved the messaging. You, you know, the 90s and 2000s were the times where, you know, you could take rock, rock, grunge, rap, throw it all together and have a message behind it saying, fuck the society. And, you know, we loved it because that's that's exactly the time frame that we came up in. And that's what we we learned that society is ancient. It doesn't love us. Why should we love it back? Um, some of that has come to bite us back in the ass as we got older, especially <laughs> those who have kids who the kids are growing up now and don't give a fuck about the 90s or anything else that's outside of two seconds from their TikTok videos. But, you know, for the most part, I think it's it's understandable that Green Day is on the on the uh, forefront of, you know, just getting rid of um, societal means and, and conformity and, and the whole nine. So I definitely dig it, bro. For sure. Yeah, I like your take on that, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. No problem. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I yeah, I definitely agree. I think that like uh, there's yeah, there's probably a lot of different meanings to the song for sure. But uh, you know, like free for all, fuck them all. That's mm-hmm. you know lines like that. There is it's yeah, it's, it's definitely like that. Like I was mentioning like that anarchist feel, but like mm-hmm. you know, anarchy against like your parents or you know just something something that somebody's doing to oppress you. Could be just kids uh-huh. at school, whatever. That's the only real oppression that I've seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and plus, it, the line that gets me on that is is down with the moral majority because um, th- that's like it's interesting because the way things are going on nowadays, not to get political, but that the, the th- there's a a real fight between religion wanting to hold on to its power and dictating how people should live their lives in the legal system, right? Not just morally, right? And so it, it's kind of, it's interesting that back in 2000s, they have a line like that. <laughs> You're like, because that kind of came to be where like there is, I, I don't know how to best state it, but th- there is some sides that think that everybody's out to tell them that they can't have their morals or they can't have the religion. And that's not what it is. We're just trying to be like, Hey, <laughs> let, let people be what they want to be separate. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
But yeah. Yeah. I kind of see a little bit of that, but I see the opposite of it too. Yeah. So there, there are two forces in this, in this current world that are a struggle, which the song can perfectly tie into. You have side that doesn't want anybody to tell them what they can do and they want to be able to do what they want to do, how they want to do it, when they want to do it, even though it bends the laws of everything we've come up against. And then you have those that want to keep a starch understanding of how the conservative side used to live and and how things used to be and and that was the that was the the underlining of the, of the nation and how we move forward and whatever we were doing but we did it as a whole because we all had these moral beliefs right right so the fact that both sides are going back and forth at each other it is sounding like it's on the verge of starting another civil war kind of situation and because of that now more than ever you'll hear anarchists that are coming out the blue that'll literally say some stuff that's been said 15 20 years ago it's just now coming into fruition and that's that's the scary part of it is how accurate groups like green day and pearl jam and and those that were going against societal wants and needs are actually coming into fruition because you know those those boundaries are being set so hard and you have such a hard stance. It's like there's no room for in the middle. It's either you're with us or against us. And that's the worst way of getting people on your side. So hopefully some people can wake up and see that it's not just about one or two thought processes or one or two things that you like, but there's actually a whole whole smorgasbord of things that you could learn about somebody before you vote for them or before you decide to back them up. You just got to figure out what you what you really want to do. So right. uh, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. There's always a third choice. It's never straight black and white. Never straight. And the, yeah, the third choice is always the minority and they're never picked. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. So, they uh, stay back and mind their business and it's like, okay, we don't give a fuck about you. It's they like, might be the coolest, but they're definitely the fucking minority. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. Well, yeah, okay, so enough of that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what uh, what do you got, Taj? What was your what do you, what do you think was a good choice track for my theme? Okay, um, me against so, the world. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I picked a song that's actually a re it's a cover or it's reimagining of a musical song. Um, and so um, I, I kind of want to remind you guys of uh, you remember way back when we first started this podcast. You know, it, I, my first album, I. I picked a certain artist <laughs> yes yeah how could we ever forget i, I picked kesha <laughs> and i picked kesha's rainbow uh so kesha it, the time frame i think the timing is kind of important to know on this and and so i want to make sure i get that right for you guys um but <laughs> uh sorry i'm, I'm laughing because the only thing going to my mind right now is wake up in the morning feeling like <laughs> Pete diddy and i'm like i don't think she wants to feel like him right now but that's besides the point <laughs> so oh, all right no i got gotcha. you so uh so the the well i guess let me just go ahead and say that the song that i pick so the song that i pick is this is me uh by kesha Which uh, comes off of uh, a reimagining of the greatest, uh, show, greatest man on earth, greatest showman on earth. Sorry, I got that. Yeah, greatest showman on earth. Greatest showman on earth. So, 
Um, and so that song basically, and, and I was trying to look it up. So this came out. Um, so she released her album. I think I said in October, the movie came out like three months later. And then a year after the movie came out, they did this whole reimagining um, of all the tracks on that uh, off of the musical. And um, that song by far is the best song of the whole musical uh, for me. I, I feel like this is me. Um, and so, and, and I think it's partially because I, I couldn't find anything on it to say for sure, but I think partially because of her having released Rainbow and having gone out her, her legal stuff, again, I can't find anything to prove it. I think that's how she got this song. And so she got it. There's actually on here twice. There's once with her, with uh, Missy Elliott, and then once with her at the end. I, the main one was the one where it's just uh, Kesha. Um, and that one, the way I first heard that was when it played on the radio. Um so if you haven't seen the musical, it's about P.T. Barnum, um, it, the, the circus uh, guy. And so really it's two. It was one guy that was kind of like a visionary and then another guy that was the money. Right. The song This Is Me, where this comes in in the musical is, you know, he has all the carnies um, and they, they've made the show. And he's just getting accepted into the upper crust, right? And he goes to a party and they're they're thinking, because up until that point, he's very much like, hey, you're my family. You're with me. I'm going to bring you up with me. We're going to shake the upper crust. We're going to shape society to be accepting, right? And he kind of ditches them to go to the party, right? And so they go to crash the party and then they, they get the looks from, you know, all the crowd. And then they're kind of like, fuck this noise. <laughs> and that's when this song comes out and, and they just leave and go back. And, and it's kind of like a, it's a juxtaposition. Like, you know, you think I'm popular, you know, being a, a carny person, you know, when I'm on the stage in a ring doing my show, you clap for me, you like me. But if I'm out in normal society, you don't accept me for what I am. Right. And so th that's kind of what this is me is. It, it's very much like it, I'm still me, whether I'm in the center of the circus ring or outside, but you only like me when I'm in the center of the circus ring and not outside type of thing. And so, uh, and so th this song, I don't know. It's just a really powerful song. And yeah, it, and it's, it doesn't shy away from it. Yeah. <laughs> So, and it, it taught it, the, one of the strongest lines I think on there is that, that one where it's like, you know, it, it, go ahead and shoot me. Like, I'm going to take the bullets, but still keep going. You're like, damn, like, like you're just calling it out like that. But yeah. So, yeah, there's only one other person I could have seen singing this song. It would have been pink because it, it represents both of them to the T. Right. Mm -hmm. But in this instance, Kesha killed that shit. She literally poured her heart and soul into it. You could hear it in her voice. She was singing from the heart. She knew exactly where she was going with it. Her tones were on point. And I, I just, I admire anyone that is willing to stand up to the, to the regular process of living and, um, put it out there to point blank. Either you love it or you don't, you know, and this is the perfect thing for me against the world because this is me saying that I don't care what you think of me. I'm the same person in and out. And if you don't like me one way, then you're not going to like me the other way because I'm not going to change for you or anybody else. And if there was a way to come out in a song in order to sing it of that nature, this was the one to do it. 
And I'm really not mad at her for it. And I thought it was a great pick. So, um, thank you. See, I didn't say anything like bad about that shit. I, I kept moving. Oh, yeah. I oh, got yeah. You. Nice job. You're being too nice, Dietrich. Uh, I'm growing. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm right. growing. <laughs> You're learning from the music. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I haven't seen The Greatest Showman, but I want to see it now. I mean, I think I remember seeing like the promos for it and stuff. And this is 2017, yeah. so yeah, it's probably about when shit was crazy with my wife in school, and uh, like I was working a lot, like further downtown, all that shit. But um, yeah. so many reasons for certain years why I wouldn't see a movie. <laughs> but that was that was like a busy time, I guess. I think I just moved my dad to Texas, stuff like that. But right, yeah, this is me. Is like a yeah, it's a pretty good song. Like it's like an anthem for being an individual and just, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like wanting people to accept you, but if they don't, well, then fuck them. But there's still a little bit of a, but I want you to still, you know, and I kind of, I get that feeling sometimes. That's how I am a lot. And uh, probably more so when I was younger, but um, yeah, no, it's good. It represents my theme very well. And like, you know, the me against the world, this is definitely like against the world, you know, (laughs) because yeah, but it's like everybody like in their world in this movie, I'm assuming like I've seen it, but I'm, I get a little, you know, an idea of it uh, definitely had that coming at them because they were different, you know, like wildly different freaks or whatever. Right. And uh, or just trying to accomplish like a big goal, you know. But uh, yeah, that's interesting that she was picked, though. You know, like that's definitely yeah. a bigger feat for Kesha for sure. Yeah. I think that that's like her. That's her challenge that she accomplished. And like like you said, Dietrich Pink Pink is badass. We've talked about her recently a few times, really. And yep. uh, I think oh, she still yeah. has Lady more Gaga. of that voice. Oh yeah, Lady yeah, Gaga. She probably Gaga blow this shit out of the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, Wait, well, Pink, Pink was on the album, so right, th- that's right. what's interesting. So yeah, yeah, and that's like that's yeah, and that's why I get that comparison. But like, I, I definitely, I think she she did hit those octaves pretty close to right where Pink would be, like in her shows and stuff. And I think that mm-hmm. she proved that she can do it. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's the interesting thing about Kesha is like I I never thought to go get an album from her or look up her music or anything. But like the more you've mentioned her on the podcast, <laughs> like I'm I'm thinking to myself. Oh, what am I a fucking asshole? Like, <laughs> she was pretty good, you know. She sounds a lot like some other artists that I listen to. So yeah, so yeah, yeah I definitely like the song for that, and I like yeah, yeah. songs from movies, you know. So yeah, and the the musical was, in my point of view, the music was okay. This was, like I said, the best song, and it wasn't even sung by the two lead actors in the musical. That, that's it's crazy. Like this is that song that's like just yeah. Uh, off of the yeah, but yeah, but musicals are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> not not mad at the musical, not mad at them getting catch right. on there instead of somebody else. Um, just giving her the fact that to show her chops. That's yeah. that's what amazed me about it because I always knew Kesha had pipes she could blow with it. I just never expected her to to have such control over her voice in the delivery. It's always right. been, you know, saying kind of out there, kind of raspy a little bit at certain times. At other times, she just kept the notes kind of kind of flattened to where they needed to be. Whereas this one, she kind of branched out and the shoulder vocal range, and that's what she needed to do. And so, yeah. all the more happy for her for getting that out there. Yeah, it, and and you know, I do. Right. 
recommend if you want to listen to the original version because the, the original lady that does it in the musical, like she, uh, she's an opera singer and she she blows it out too. Like, but it's more it's more opera. It's not opera, but it's mm-hmm. more like musical straight up. And you know, an opera singer with the pipes. This is what's interesting on this is like it's it's pop, right? <laughs> it makes it more poppy. Yeah. It made it where like this played on the radio a lot. And she's still blowing it out with the pipes. So, but yeah. It's popping for sure. Right. For sure. <laughs> it's, I think it's uh, like today compared to like my pick that was 2000. Mm. It's like something like I would hear out of Frozen or something from Disney. It de- oh. definitely had that like sound, you know, mm. and the operatic kind of like, uh, you know, sound, but like for something that would be even okay for kids to listen to, you know, <laughs> right. it's not like, you know, it's not offensive or anything like that, but it's still, I think it relates more to youth today than it oh. did 25 years ago. For sure. Our group, our age group was was okay with some of the shit coming out in the late 90s and the 2000s and the early 2000s. But I think this would would be too aggressive and offensive now. And it would be taken the wrong way or... Mm-hmm. Um, but like your pick would, def- would definitely fit. Like this is for me, it would fit the movie, but also with that message, the same message and mm-hmm. our songs, I think they have a similar message. Um, there's definitely a, a different feel and like an easier tone. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. But well, nonetheless, you, very good. Huh. All right. Well, uh, so I know we only have one pick left. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, oh, so you're I, waiting on me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, so my pick for Me Against the World actually is funny because it's coming from a trio. Um, it's coming from a group who has been through a lot of, of, of strife or a group that's been through a lot of uh, finger pointing and, and not held to the highest standard as they could have been. Um, and then later on, you know, giving their flowers, but, you know, it came at the cost of one of the members. Um, but they've stayed true to themselves the whole time. And so cannot be mad about it. The funny part about this was this was actually released in April of 1989. Um, so it was right on the cliff of the 90s, um, right around the time where styles started changing uh, for the group and not only for the group, but for the genre of music in which they were in and for the culture, quote unquote, if that gave you any kind of key. So um, I'm talking about a group called De La Soul. Uh, three members in the group and they had a song which came out to be their biggest hit uh, off of their album Three Feet and Rising uh, the song was called Me, Myself and I It's just me, myself and I It's just me, myself and I this is an ode to individuality within the culture quote unquote um, you know, if you watch the video, you've got three guys that are in there and basically getting picked on in class uh, because they're not conforming to what the normal standard of what a rapper was or what rap music was at that time. They didn't wear jumpsuits. They didn't wear big chains. They didn't wear the shoes. Uh, they each had their hair napped out and wore like kind of hippie clothes and, and just basically had their own style and people didn't understand their style. So they made fun of it. And you know how humans do when we don't understand something, we either make fun of it or we try to kill it. One or two. Um, so shout out to uh, 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 True Boy, the dove. He's the one that actually passed in t- 2023, um, which is crazy because it's just after they actually got their masters back and were able to release music on um, music applications. So uh, it was like 20, 30 years in the making of them not being able to 
to shop their music around or get money off of their music because it was tied into a label. But in this instance, people are able to go back and listen to the album now and download stuff and, and hear different music. I want y'all to pick up this particular album and listen to it. And more so, pick up the single and listen to Me, Myself, and I. If there was ever an ode to individualism, this is it. So, um, you know, I, I like the fact that everybody had their own style and their own delivery and what they're doing. And, and basically said, hey, you can do what you want to do, be who you want to be. Don't worry about trying to be controlled by the masses. You need to walk your own lane. And yeah, it's going to be a little hard, but it's going to be worth it in the end because you didn't give yourself up and you didn't sell your soul. So with all that being said, what do y'all think about De La Soul, me, myself, and I? So it, I liked it. I mean, I, I liked it a lot. It, I, I actually went in. So for for everything here, I went and listened to all the albums that the tracks came off of. Uh, mm-hmm. So I actually listened to their their album. And like, yeah, I mean... So for me, you know, I don't have the most extensive, you know, hip hop uh, repertoire or history, you know, uh, you know, but, you know, I've talked before about Pigeon John. I like Malcolm Moore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying mm-hmm. on the Malcolm Moore album, this is like pre, like these are the originators of that type of hip hop rap that I like, right? It's not all about, it's not, not about the streets. It's not about the sheets. It's about being yourself, right? <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or being original. And that's, you know, there's nothing more individualistic than being yourself, right? If, if you can't rap about the streets, then you rap about what your life is. And if your life isn't the streets, that's what De La So is. And, and I totally respected it and liked it for sure. And so, it, and their, their style, their sound is uh, unique and original, I feel like. And like, when I listen to the album, you could, it's one of those things you can tell when it's De La Soul based off the sound. And I even went and um, like, listened. they, they had like a track that came out like a two years ago, two or three years ago. It still sounds like De La Soul. Now they're, mm-hmm. they may be spitting a little bit harder about uh, stuff. Uh, you know, they may have a little bit harder message, uh, but it's still them. Like you can't, you cannot tell that it's not them. That they're, they have th- their lane and they were just trying to stay in it. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely. Okay, cool. Damon, what you think? I like De La Soul. I think, uh, me, me, myself, and I is like one of their biggest hits. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one that I remember. I'm trying to think. I really liked that I heard on the radio a lot. And it has that same noise in the background or the same, like, kind of like vocals in the background. Oh, uh, uh, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that actually yeah. was a anyway. sample from George Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a sample from George Clinton that they took and, and uh, ran with. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Right. This will probably be one of your editing spots, Taj. Cause I probably... know. I'm marking it. Five, and it's also there got like uh, a bit of a um, you know serious tone, but De La Soul always made everything fun. And I mean, that was like the party song. That's the party type music, you know, in the '90s. So, yep, that's what everybody I knew was listening to, and and college kids and all that shit. So, but yeah, no, it hits it hits the mark for sure, and it just it just sends a different message in the '90s. But I would think it was one of like peace, but also yes. of separation. It's acknowledging uh-huh. that shit ain't right, but it can be. So yeah, I like it, man. Cool. Definitely a fun cool, pick. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's great for a party. You brought out the perfect tone. Yes, it's meant for a party. It is a party scene type situation. 
but it's also meant to to promote individuality and and to promote creativity and and not to be stuck to the masses or do what everybody else is doing. And it was a it was a great movement because at the time it was them leaders of the new school tribe called Quest. Um, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, like it was a whole plethora of music. Kwame, it was a whole plethora of music that was literally about individuality and, and expressing yourself. Um, you know, Salt and Pepper came out with a song, Express Yourself. And then everybody was literally in that mix of just do what you want to do, be who you want to be. And I miss those days because right about now, I can't tell one person from the next, um, but I can tell the music and what it sounds like and whether it's generated just because they think it's going to sell or whether it's actual soul put in behind it. So, you know, glad we were able to get this on the list. Glad we were able to get all these songs on, on the playlist because they actually belong there because we try to be individualized ourselves. We don't try to be like everybody else or every other podcast. Um, we try to make our own lane. So this is perfect for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it represents. <laughs> it's representing. For sure. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I think so. So um, I think we're, we're done with side A. So let's go and uh, flip that record and drop the needle on side B. Um, Damon, uh, since it's your theme, don't you have uh, some homework for us? Yeah, I do. And I hope you guys liked it. If, if not, then, you know, like I always say, I don't give a shit. But um they might this band might say i don't give a shit too so that's uh that's fitting um but uh yeah so i guess like i've probably i've talked i know i've talked about this band before and i've talked about like um elite singer and you know some diff- different songs a couple different songs and different albums that i that i like that i i think probably maybe not not for everybody but um grew up kind of listening to to this band a little bit sort of grew up with it like some kids in school would have an album or whatever and i'd hear a song and then i'd start seeing videos the music videos then then my mind starts getting blown and then i start listening to more of the music and then i start listening to some of the lyrics not not knowing what the fuck they're talking about still but still thinking it's really cool and uh you could do, you know, you could do your homework and really like, you know, get into this. And then some of the stuff's just fun. And um, yeah. So anyway, the band's tool, uh, lead singer Maynard, um, really great band. They're touring now again. I mean, they've been around for a long time. Um, the album's Anima, <laughs> Anima. That's like it's even hard to say <laughs> the name of the album. A-E-N-E-M-A. So uh, yeah, that's it's definitely like a weird trippy album cover. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a kaleidoscope or what the hell's going on, but um, uh, yeah, so that's a, okay. A E N I M A. And then there's a song on it. A E N E M A. So if that doesn't fuck your mind up even more, I don't know what does, but um, yeah. So this, <laughs> this band is uh, I think they're terrific. They're, they're metal, hard rock, um, progressive rock. I don't know. You could probably throw them in a few different categories. Seeing them on stage is definitely wild. Seeing them as uh, different bands. Um, there's one that came out later. Pucifer, Perfect Circle was a little bit earlier. I think that was the one after Tool. Um, Maynard's got a vineyard out in Arizona, which I think is really cool. There's a documentary on that. Um, I think, yeah, one of my friends got a bottle of his wine. It was like $80. <laughs> so it's kind of expensive, pretentious metal wine, <laughs> metalhead wine uh, but uh that, you know shit that like that's even fun. Go together. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, it kind of doesn't. Yeah, I think metal people would line. be fucked up. Damn, I can't think of that. That's crazy. Being in a metal show, seeing everybody drinking yeah. wine and getting totally trashed. Wow. That, would be, that might be bad. That would be know. hilarious. Yeah. <sighs> um, but uh, <laughs> So all the songs on this, I think, are like a story. Like I like Tool's albums. Like this album definitely is a journey. Uh, for me, it was anyway. I don't know. Um, I know what I think. I already know what Dietrich's favorite song is. I don't know what yep. Todd. Did. I have no idea what Todd was thinking. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's some unusual names for songs on here too, and then there's mm-hmm. also narrative of uh making it seem like it's serious but it's really just about something totally fucking stupid so mm-hmm. uh, yeah there's they like to fuck with their fans too i guess but um i think i think that uh yulji It's definitely, I'm going to say that's my pick on this album. I think that it, it definitely has a great sound. Uh, there's just like a good, you know, good rhythm in the whole album. Every song has a good rhythm. Um, but yeah, there's like a little, there's little stories and tidbits about all these different songs. So um, one, of the, one of the things I really liked about this, I found like, I was watching like drummer videos and like people and stuff and there was this one chick that was like a drummer and she was playing like with a, one of the one of the songs she would play with because she would do like a video with her playing the drums to a song and uh it was it was a song on this album i won't say it yet but it was great and it was just like wow yeah there's the tool fans really get into this fucking music <laughs> it's almost like a fish head or something like if you like the, the band fish like people follow them on tour and stuff and i i, I mean honestly i've tried to try to see them as much as i could really upset that I couldn't see him when they came to Austin recently because I think it was a really intimate, awesome, great show. Um, I know some people that just have like box seats at a place here in Austin that they can see whatever show they want. And uh, I think it's a doctor that one of the doctors my wife works for. And so he gets to see all the cool shows. Uh, fortunately, he let us go to one show with spare tickets that he had, which is like primo seats. But uh, to see yeah, to see them at a show like that would be great. But uh, I'm interested to, interested to hear what you guys thought about the album. I want to know what your favorite song was. And then we can discuss that too. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump in it if that's okay. Um, my favorite song was Ions. I kid. I'm joking. <laughs> it, what the fuck? No. It, it, you know which one is Ions, right? I, Ions is that one there where it's the, the wind blowing and then it's the rainstorm coming in. <laughs> yeah, like, there are three songs on here that are like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. It, although it, I will admit, admit for a weird like ambient noise experimental like ions is interesting like a, a one listen is kind of you know i'd recommend uh it's one, of those, kind of, one of those songs that when you're listening to the album it just carry you just kind of like it just it just starts and you're, you you don't even realize you're listening to it and then right. the last song comes on you're like oh okay yeah. Like, oh, is that actually the same song? What the fuck's going on here? So, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Tool, for that. <laughs> <laughs> this The song I'm actually going to pick. So, 
I'll okay. I'm gonna admit that like in my day-to-day life, I probably wouldn't listen to Tool, right? Uh it just kind of puts me in the wrong headspace. Um, I did listen to this album several times, uh, at least three or four. Um, but you know, it, I respect it. it. It's it's not like my go-to aura to be in, I guess. Uh but- three or four times. Did you listen to it? I just have to ask, did you listen to it that many times because you liked it? Like you got sucked in or you're like a tool fan now? Or was it just no, you, kind of- you were trying to figure it out? <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. <laughs> you were just trying to dissect it. Okay. So but, well, hey, yeah. well that works too. <laughs> yeah. So uh my my pick is actually gonna be third eye. That that one is, is just cool. Although it does kind of crazily break down at the end, <laughs> you know, with him shouting at you at the end. But but other than that, like the whole lead up and the whole like middle part of that song is, is amazing. So, but yeah. Okay, you went left. <laughs> I, I didn't think you were going to go there, but you know, I'm kind of well, glad you did. Well, e- eulogy w- was one that I, I did like too, but you know, and yeah, and and I was I was being nice and saving something for somebody else. So yeah, oh, you were being nice. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Man. I can be nice every <laughs> once in a while, you know. <laughs> Uh, good to know. Good to know. Um, not mad at that pick. Not mad at all. Um, I think I, I let the cat out the bag whenever we were talking about you know using this album as our as our choice pick. Um, I'm I'm 46 and two. That's that's just me. Uh, I know that they're talking about, about you know chromosomes and then what separates man from woman, uh, so to speak. But um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So I need to restart that, Oliver. No, no, I, I could hear you the whole time. You heard the whole time. Okay, just make sure. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, uh, forty-six and two is like that's my jam. That's that's what I get down with. Um, I love it when you know people take concept songs and they run with it and just go left and see what comes out of it. And this one was was the incubation of that, sitting and seeing what comes out of it. And um, yeah, man, I I just think Tool is a great band. I think they've got awesome thought process when it comes to music and what they are willing to lay down versus what they think people will actually be receptive to. And they're also a band that stands on their own. They don't really try to arrive with too many other bands or coexist with the other bands. Yeah, they're friends with other people in bands and they go on tour with them and things of that nature. But um, for the most part, I think, you know, they're good to go. So I don't know. It's, I'll just leave it at that. They're a kick-ass band. It's a kick-ass song. This is a kick-ass album. And I love everything that they put out. So I'm a tool head. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, you can't uh, you can't go wrong with their music, in my opinion. I think that all the albums are creative. Uh, going to like the the shows and stuff. Last show I went to was right before the pandemic, and it was like they just came out with an album at the time. I'll have to look that one up. Twenty nineteen, but um, mm. yeah, that was uh, like like I said, like right before everything shut down. Maybe eh, maybe like a little less than a year. It was like an October show. It was like a Halloween show for twenty nineteen. 
And uh, yeah, like all the fans were like, we were, a lot of people were, it was a little bit out of Austin. So we were like staying in a hotel like we usually do for shows that are a little bit further away. And then like there's a bunch of Tool fans there. And everybody's like talking about the music afterwards. And as people are going into the show, people are fist bumping and stuff. You know, just this camaraderie of like, I don't know. It's like metal meets intelligence. <laughs> and yes. metal is never stupid. It's just different. Never. Yep. And part of the reason why I picked this uh, album with the theme that I picked, Me Against the World, is that Tool very much so has that feel, that message, that it's me against the fucking world. <laughs> and fuck you. Uh, they say fuck you and stuff like that a lot in their music, but it's like, it's don't don't push me down. Don't oppress the little man, you know, or don't mm-hmm. oppress the minority or the, you know, the, the, the person that's different. And if you think so, then fuck yourself, you know? But, like, there's a lot of, like, songs, they have a lot of songs about, like, you know, just, like, like self-esteem, but, like, it's almost like the aftermath of, of self-esteem going wrong uh, mm-hmm. or, like, not being able to deal with it or people forcing you to feel a certain way and you just, you take it to the next level. And it's, like, uh, 10,000 Days, great album, Sean Shambe. It's, like, holy fuck, dude. Like, all I imagine is, like, you know, like, just, like, people, like, colliding or clashing and, the, you know, like, some kind of, like almost like a war breaking out. Like it's that extreme sometimes with their music, the way it feels for me. Uh, and they're very orchestral and, you know, lyrical, all of that combined with just the cool factor. Definitely. It's like music and like the scene that fits stuff I like. So yeah, right. that's, that's main That's the main draw for me for tool is a, the sound be the message. And then the, the shows. Yeah. So it, it just all comes together for me pretty well. Yeah. And, and I can see that, especially with, um, it, I know you talked about how that song that's all in German, uh, you know, I, I listened to it and it's like, it's very aggressive. And, and I know German naturally is kind of an aggressive language. Uh, but then the, the fact that you said it's, it's a soup recipe, it, it's kind of that minority. Yeah. Yeah. It, it that's that's a minority step, right? You you step up and you hold the mirror, and you're like, you thought I was being aggressive and hateful when I'm just telling you how to make soup. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm trying to say? Like it, it's that yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, it, you're holding up the mirror, trying to make it where you're trying to show like you have biases and you're judging it based off of first impressions. But if you dig it, it a little bit deeper, you'll find that it's not what you think it is, right? It, it's not hateful. It's just, you know, <laughs> this is how you make some soup. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think that they're they're going for that. Like, you know, like they want people to hear it and just, A, ask what the fuck's going on. And then B, like, ask, you know, like, uh, are, are these guys racist or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Because it sounds like Hitler screaming at people. And it's really just someone screaming to their mama about soup, like meatball soup or some shit. Like, you forgot the pasta or you forgot the ingredients. What the hell? (laughs) Remember I was talking about trolling earlier? They're they're masters at it. They they really are. They, They love it when somebody misjudges what they're talking about or comes at them in a different type of way um, and they get to shove it in their face like, dude, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Or um, like I, I, I put three bands and that kind of kind of tell where it's like you don't know what you're talking about and I can show you that you're stupid all in the same time. Um it's tool, it's system of a down, 
and it's, uh oh what more I was I was gonna say Judas Priest but nah he just got to give up um oh that's what it was remember that show on used to be on Cartoon Network or uh it was called uh Metal Octopus Apocalypse yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> yes that's that's what they remind me of like a live version of Metal Octopus like they they literally um will will like troll anybody or, or make fun of some shit in a song and and you have no idea what they're talking about or where they're coming from until you actually dive into their lyrics and then you realize like you said they were you know talking about chromosomes or they were talking about soup or they were talking about all different kind of shit and people really don't pay attention to that they pay attention to what they think the hard industrial sound is and it's like you got to get past some of that you really got to look at the artists for who they are and you know they're they're the perfect example of we know exactly what we're talking about green day is another one it's like we know what we're talking about we know what we're saying we know what message we're trying to get across get a fucking life if you don't like it or you just don't have to listen and that is the <laughs> best thing about choice when it comes to music if you don't like somebody don't fucking listen to it <laughs> Oh, it's the best thing ever. But, you know, um, great pick, man. I love this band. Yeah, like Hooker with a Penis. Yeah. It's definitely straight up fucked up, like, <laughs> song name. But it's it's really, it's like, it's it's an intelligent song. And, you know, it's about, like, the idea of, like, selling out, sucking up to the man. <laughs> um, and, like, just, like, kind of, like, what is the lyric? All, all you read and wear or see and hear on TV is a product. Begging for your fat ass dirty dollar. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, yeah, like the message in this album for sure is I think it fits well with my theme <laughs> for the episode. But uh, yeah. I like it even better when you have someone like Maynard just screaming at you, telling you to fuck off. <laughs> You're the asshole. Like it really doesn't, but it really does give you, gives me like hope that it's not all shitty. Right. There are and music, in know, the world. <laughs> yeah. Music does that for me, for sure. Uh, well, that's been fun. Do you guys yeah, have yeah. anything else to say about this album? Well, besides we that, put the archives. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good, man. Yeah, we're good. Nice. So, uh, so uh, I'm going to jump in here. So normally we would have homework for you guys next week. We don't actually have homework for you. Uh, we're actually doing a. It's not meant to be, but it's kind of a side by side comparison. It's it's actually kind of two artists that kind of go hand in hand. Uh, but we're, we're not actually doing an album. We're just doing tracks. So uh, please listen to next episode for that. But no homework for next week <laughs> it, it is the good news. So, yeah. And it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a good surprise. So, exactly. Special. So you better tune in because you don't want to miss special. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, all right. Anything else before I wrap it up? Nope. All right. Just, uh, just be yourself. Don't listen to the man. <laughs> oh, right. I. That's true. Uh, um, yeah. We gotta go, Cash. I'm just gonna let go. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go. Go into your spiel. Or the or or anybody for that matter. Whatever that yeah. person is. Don't listen yeah. to that person. Yeah. That that person. So yeah, I got, I got you. All right. Okay. Well, this has been uh, Choice Tracks. <laughs> you can find this at choicetracks at gmail.com or on our website of choicetracks.com. Um, and uh, ends with a Z. We have matching playlists on both Spotify and Pandora. And we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. 
I'm Damon. And I say fuck the world. Uh, I'm Dietrich, and uh, we've been uh, Choice Track, and we love y'all listening to us, but we're going to be ourselves. And us being ourselves means that we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those Choice Tracks.